You are listening to Processing Trauma Out Loud, conversations about trauma and healing from two women who are doing the work. My name is Jeremiah Jones, and I am the producer of this podcast. In today's episode, Candace and Cher discuss what it could mean if we are able to express what we need when we feel triggered in our closest relationships. Confessing that we have complex PTSD without shame can lead to deeper healing when we are met with compassion, leading us to take responsibility for our healing. Listen in as Candace and Cher discuss this important topic. Hi, Cher. Hey, Candace. Good to see you. It's good to see you today. I've enjoyed the conversation that we have been having before we've processed this conversation out loud. Yeah, so good. We recently recorded two episodes on attunement, one on attunement and the other on what it means to have experienced a lot of misattunement. And in our last episode, we connected that to complex post-traumatic stress disorder or CPTSD. Because when we've had not just habitual misattunement, but any type of complex childhood trauma, we are going to struggle with CPTSD. And the conversation that we entered into felt so good to name that we want this episode to be about being able to name that it is something that we struggle with, to own it with so much compassion and understanding, and to bring awareness to our listeners that if we can talk about this openly and we can bring some normalcy to it, there's going to be less shame around it. So important. And I think. A lot of times when we have experienced complex childhood trauma, which is the theme that we talk about over and over on this podcast, complex childhood trauma, we do suffer from, I kind of hate that term in a sense, but we do suffer from the effects of complex PTSD. And yet nobody really talks about this and or or not. It's not so well known. I should say it that way. It's becoming much more well known and more people are talking about it. But the first time I became aware of it, I was really surprised that there was such a category. I mean, I read a book of 250 pages literally a sentence carefully at a time, mm-hmm. absorbing. I mean, it's probably the most underlined book that I have ever read. And it's the title is Complex PTSD by Pete Walker. And it brought so much awareness to me about why I am the way I am, why I struggle with the things that I struggle to. So very helpful. Mm-hmm. It is helpful to get the education piece of the things that we do struggle with in the realm of having complex childhood trauma, because the messages that we received mostly growing up is that there was something wrong or bad about us. And now we get to say, oh, because of this, these are the things that I could possibly struggle with. Yeah. And like, not, not even only when we were young. Right. But I mean, as I'll say for myself, as I went through my teenage years and my college years and my adult years, like I have 
had so many questions about why do I struggle with that? And why, why is that a big deal to me when it doesn't seem to be a big deal to other people? I've put my own categories on myself of what isn't acceptable about me. Of course, you know, plenty of that in childhood too, but then I have gone on to put it on myself. And coming into the understanding now of how the brain is affected by complex trauma, how my body has been affected by trauma, it helps me really understand why I struggle with the things that I struggle with. And the question that we want to really kind of talk about today is, what if I could say that out loud. What if not to the whole world and not all the time to everyone, but in my most important relationships or when it is important, what if I actually could say I have complex PTSD and therefore I need whatever it is that I need? Part of the conversation that we had was comparing it to Somebody that has some type of physical challenge where it's noticeable. Okay. For for instance, I shared briefly with you about, you know, my brother who has a prosthetic leg. And for over 30 years, people have seen, oh, he walks differently because he has a prosthetic leg. And so there's other complexities that he's had to work through with that, with people looking or saying things or questions that he needed to, that he was asked. He got to the point, if somebody asked him what happened to his leg, he would jokingly, kind of not jokingly, he liked to say, oh, a shark bit it off. So <laughs> he had found a way to find some humor in that. Yeah. But when we compare it to that, we have things in the soul, in the emotional realm that people don't see, but we're experiencing it. Yeah. You know, what would it be like to be able to talk about that and to name it without shame, without judgment? Yeah. And I was sharing a story with you yesterday or of something that happened yesterday for me. And I've been really contemplating this topic a lot about more and more recognizing effects of complex PTSD that I live with that I haven't really owned in the sense of saying, I struggle with these things because of the trauma that I experienced as a child. I've been just being more aware of this and more kind of tuning into it for myself. So yesterday I was with my husband at a restaurant and we were seated across the aisle from like the dirty dishes station and the servers kept bringing their dirty dishes and kind of throwing them in this tub. And I started noticing really quickly that crashing sound of the dishes going into that tub. I couldn't concentrate on the conversation. I I found myself, I kept looking over there and then I noticed that my hands were actually tingling. Very uncustomarily for me, I just stood up, I I looked around to see if there was another table, and our server came at that moment, and I said, I have complex post-traumatic stress syndrome, and I can't sit next to that. And in that moment, I don't know (laughs) what he knew or what he thought or what he saw, but he immediately just, without a question, without a hesitation, 
grabbed up our stuff on our table and said, come with me and took us over to this new table, which was wonderful. But because I was able to ask in that moment for what really, I didn't ask for what I need. I just stated my, my distress. He cared so well for me and it just felt so good. And I mean, I know that that won't always be the response, but it it did happen once. And so now in my brain, I know the potential is there that if I ask for what I need, some people at least will be able to attune to that and help me. I just love that story so much. And I don't know who that waiter is, but I love him too. (laughs) I think I have to go back and make a bigger deal about thanking him. Yeah. And you know, what, what we want to say is that if we can talk about these things, and like you said, being able to ask for what we need, you know, especially in our closest relationships, it really is preemptive in the fact that when we do get triggered and we don't always understand why the people around us can see it, hopefully have compassion for it and know that it's not personal against them. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't personal against the people that needed to put those dishes in there. Right. Mm -hmm. But yet the way the waiter responded, you know, if he would have acted irritated or asked you a question, maybe in a frustrated tone, right, that would have put more shame on you. Right. Like you, you didn't want to feel the way that you were feeling. Right. And, and so I love that we're bringing this into the light and probably having more conversations about it because the, the truth is, if we have had complex childhood trauma and the complex post-traumatic stress disorder that we can struggle from, it is not who we are. It doesn't define us just like asthma doesn't define a kid or a child that wears glasses doesn't define a kid, but it does help us to know that we can talk about what we do struggle with and hopefully expect the same type of compassion that we would give people with more physical challenges. Yeah. And because Complex PTSD is not known as well, just as really 20 years ago, maybe asthma wasn't either. You know, there's so much more understanding now, but I would like to just give a little bit of definition again to what is complex PTSD, because I think it's needful. And these are kind of some of my definitions. They're not official. (laughs) So if I'm off the mark a little bit on something here, um, please forgive me. But I think what I wanted to do is try to make this really understandable to what is it that we're dealing with. So when we have complex PTSD, this comes from reoccurring, ongoing, chronic, long-term exposure to traumatic events such as in the context of child abuse, long-term domestic violence, human traffic, etc. The reoccurring, ongoing, chronic, long-term exposure to traumatic events. Because when you live in an environment where ongoing trauma is present, such as some kind of abuse, physical, sexual, mental, emotional, spiritual, when you live in an environment where ongoing trauma is present, such as abuse, neglect, 
harsh control, captivity, or abandonment, you will have complex PTSD. When the effects of trauma weigh heavily on our body, our emotions, our mind, and feel way too much or way too long. When we're in these kind of situations, our entire personhood is changed. The way we developed as children was changed because of the trauma, the environment of trauma that we lived in. And really, our whole lives in in many ways really still is affected by having complex PTSD. Now, can we heal? Yes. When we become aware, are our symptoms lesser? Yes. But It is, I think, a continual journey. If we can be aware of, and if we can help the people in our world be aware of, it can help us in our day-to-day lives in such significant ways. That's what it is. That's kind of how it's formed. And, you know, I didn't at all go into how the brain is affected and how the body is affected and these symptoms and, and affect really are huge. But when we recognize that we struggle with complex PTSD, can we find ways to name that with the people who were with the most often? As you were reading through some of that, I was thinking about, you know, part of trauma is that we were alone in it. Yeah. Right. That we weren't attuned to, that there was never any repair. And so being able to name it and talk about it and have people stay with us and even be curious with so much kindness, and and we'll get more into the healing aspect of it later, but part of the healing is to no longer be alone in it anymore. Right. Part of how we can decrease being alone in it is getting educated on what it is ourselves Knowing how we can articulate it in a way that the people around us can really grasp at least little pieces at a time so that we can help educate the people around us. If, if, if I can educate the people who I know care about me and want to be attuned to me, mm-hmm. if they just know. So, of course, such a big part of this is me <laughs> just getting to know me and getting more familiar with what kind of things do trigger me. When I get triggered, what does that really look like? As I get educated myself, then I can educate others. And then I might come to this place where I can even say, I need Mm -hmm. something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that is very, very difficult for people who have childhood trauma because we learned very, very young that what we needed was not important and that if we tried to voice our needs, there could even be negative repercussions. But now as adults learning about our own complex trauma and our own complex PTSD, it's really important that we can understand what do I need in these situations and who are the one or two or three people that I might be able to say, when you see me doing such and such, what I need in that moment is, Mm -hmm. and then really letting them know how they might move toward you in a way that you really can respond to. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've been practicing this for several years in our story group and our pearls group, and it does take practice. And the more we practice and the more that we do have even a few people that we can not only do this with expressing our needs and even our desires, but actually want to know them. Yeah. You know, we invite like, what do you need today? It's really powerful. You came up with a list of questions about what if we could own it, get educated about it, live accordingly, and bring it up when we want to. We will post these questions in the show notes, but I don't know. Do you want to even just maybe ask a couple of those questions now? Yeah. So I'll even just ask you, Candice. Okay. If you could own it. And and actually, we even talked about this beforehand, how you have owned it with your family, with your adult children, and that as you have been able to name for them that you have complex PTSD, and that does have an effect sometimes, especially when everybody is all together. So my first question is, if you can own it, how might your closest relationships be changed? Mm -hmm. I'll give the example that I love having all of my family here. It it is just brings me so much joy and I love being around my family. But before I understood what was going on with me, there comes this point that I get overstimulated and I get this feeling of I need I need to breathe. I need space. Nobody's done anything wrong. Well, mostly, but <laughs> we have that many people. Somebody's probably doing something wrong. But the point being is I didn't understand why, you know, I felt that and and I didn't like that feeling. Like what's wrong with me? And so what I learned was I have this point that usually I'm just, you know, naming usually around eight, nine o'clock. Sometimes I can go later that I usually go to bed now or I'll start heading that way. But because I've been able to explain those things to my family, this isn't that I don't want to stay up till 10, 11, 12 o'clock with you or I'm mad at you. I've just hit my capacity. And I, I think I told you before they would try to talk me into it or come on, mom, being a party pooper or whatever. And they're like, okay, mom, you know, good night. We love you. And that has just felt so good to be able to understand myself in that way now. And I love that because you are preempting the great potential for dysregulation. And then maybe it had you stayed up that extra hour and played the game or whatever. And then there ended up being some kind of moment that there was distress, but all along you knew you should have gone to bed earlier. Well, I will just say that has happened. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Well, of course, Candace. Yes. Yes. Right. So another question. So the first question, how might your closest relationships be changed if you can own it? What if you could, and and you kind of did, but what if you could speak your truth without hiding, pretending, or performing? Yeah, that's such, yeah, such that you you have a list of questions here and they're so good. And I wonder if our listeners, you know, could take those questions and spend time, maybe even journaling them. Exactly. Because there are so many situations that come up. So once I become aware of something is churning in me, Rather than speaking the truth, because I usually will feel shame in that moment, rather than speaking the truth, 
I will then go into hiding mode or pretending mode. Partly it's because I'm trying to figure out what's going on myself. But again, the more we become familiar with our own struggles and we can see them happening, then I might be able to say, hey, like I did at the restaurant, this particular situation is just not working for me. I cannot sit here for an hour and enjoy a conversation with my husband with that going on right next to us. And so I was able to speak my truth and not hide. And 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 then as a result, such a beautiful thing happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But in that moment, there's this, there can be the struggle. So yeah, there's more, we have about six or seven questions here that yeah, people can go and look at if they want. But I love your suggestion to maybe spend some time pondering these and even journaling about them. Yeah, we'll come back next week, I'm guessing, and maybe talk maybe a little more about this, but we do want to also bring in, you know, what are ways that we can move towards healing and maybe lessen the effects over time. But also if, if there's areas that we just continue to be triggered in that we don't feel that if we can't get this solved in the way that we want to, that it's okay. It's okay that if your journey, my journey, and some of these ways that we get triggered takes a while. Uh-huh. Right. And to keep asking for help too. But yes, it is a journey and it does take time. And that is just the way it is. It's there's no quick, easy fixes when it comes to this, this struggle. So yeah, just really good to be with you, Candace, and to talk about these things. And I just want to say that I am so grateful for yours and my relationship, and that we have been able to name it when we're feeling triggered or when we're feeling that inner agitation of some kind and being able to say, okay, something's going on. I'm not even sure what it is. And then how many times I have just seen you attune, move toward, and just help me walk through it. So thank you. I just want to say thank you for that. I want to just say to our listeners, thanks for being with us today and take some time with considering what we're talking about here, because this is a topic that really does matter. Thanks, Candice. Love you. Thank you for listening to Processing Trauma Out Loud. Make sure to check out the show notes for links to suggested resources and social media. Like, subscribe, and follow to keep up with our weekly content. And if you don't mind, take a moment to rate and review us. Your feedback is extremely valuable and contributes to the success of this podcast. One last thing, if you have found this podcast helpful in any way, or if you have questions on how to take the next steps on your healing journey, please reach out to us via email at CandaceShare at gmail.com. That's K-A-N-D-A-C-E-S-H-E-R at gmail.com. Music was created by Kayla Paxton, and our sound engineer is Jeremiah Jones of Audit Story, LLC. We welcome you to join us for more conversations soon. Take care.